0: Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, today we're talking about the biggest threat to rooftop solar and storage. It's not political. It's not tariffs. It's not product shortages. It's aggressive actions and lies, outright lies, from utilities about rooftop solar. They're trying to prevent competition from customers like you installing their own solar and batteries and for customers that already have this equipment. Now, it's inconceivable to me that the California Public Utilities Commission is considering another economic shift from homeowners, schools and businesses, ratepayers to a twice bankrupt and criminal utility PG&E who already has a guaranteed 10% rate of return and who just raised electric rates by 11% this year. That's what's happening. Now, Monopoly Utilities, now it's not just PG&E, it's also Southern California Edison and San Diego Gas and Electric, but these utilities, they're monopolies, it's a guaranteed monopoly by the government, they want to make your solar and batteries illegal. Luckily, they can't. Instead, what they're doing is fundamentally changing the economics for all customers, homes, businesses, and schools. They want to add monthly fixed charges to solar customer bills. $86 $86 a month increase for homeowners just because you have solar. That's kind of a, for a typical system size. And they want to get another $950 per month. It's almost $12,000 a year from schools that have solar. They want to reduce your reimbursement rate by 77%. You get to send power back. They're going to cut that back the value of that by 77%. Now, just to give you an idea, they charge small customers... Over 25 cents a kilowatt hour, most bigger customers, homeowners, they pay 30 cents a kilowatt hour or more. But they only want to credit you 5.7 cents per kilowatt hour when you send the power back to PG&E. Now, keep in mind that PG&E's solar generating costs, when they buy solar from solar farms, they're getting solar for less than 3 cents a kilowatt hour. They also want to eliminate net metering. So, right now, there's annual net metering. So, when you generate extra power in the summer months, when the state needs it the most, like, heck, now, this summer, you can't carry the credits you generate in the summer over to the winter months. They want to do it monthly. So, if you generate excess power in July, it's like tough luck. But if you buy a lot of power from them in December, January, they're going to charge you full amount for that. So, basically, they just want to keep your excess solar production and not pay you a penny. And... They want to change the grandfathering rules for existing solar customers. So solar reimbursement rates in terms are currently 20 or 25 years. You're guaranteed to get net metering for that period of time. They want to change it to five years. And then after that, they can probably eliminate it. So the net effect of all these efforts are going to double the costs for solar and storage customers. Double the cost, double the payback, cut the market back by a tremendous amount. It would almost kill it in addition to hurting solar installers and homeowners and businesses that have solar, we're going to end up with a less reliable grid. You're not going to be able to put solar and batteries in your house to deal with blackouts. And it's going to add billions of dollars annually to the profits of California's monopoly utilities. Now, how are they getting away with this? They're using the big utility lie. They invented an argument that there's a cost shift from people who have solar, to people who do not have solar. They invented that argument to maintain their increasing profits. The argument is false. It's wrong. It's flawed logic. Since many solar customers pay less to utility, their flawed logic is that since solar customers pay less to the utility, there's not enough money to maintain the grid. Wrong. And so what they're saying is, We have to raise our rates because people without solar have to maintain the whole grid. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Here's why PG&E rates and the other monopoly utility rates keep going up. PG&E is a monopoly and they get a guaranteed rate of return on their net assets every year of 10%. Add up all of their assets, buildings, cars, transmission lines, equipment, everything. They get 10% on that. Their profits are locked in. They want to put in more solar forms. They want to put in more battery storage systems. And they don't want you to do it because if you add those assets, they don't get 10% return on that every year. Can you imagine that 10%? It's nice business if you can stomach it. They have locked in profits. So when they they pay their executives more money, eh, give them a raise, give them $18 million, or they spend millions lobbying against solar, or they don't maintain their transmission lines, or they burn down entire neighborhoods as a result of their criminal behavior, They've done that twice by the way. They get to raise rates to cover these expenses and maintain their profits. This PGE profit grab is especially bad for working families. Half of all solar installed is in working and middle-class neighborhoods. 150,000 solar roofs are in place in California for the CARE program. That's for low-income people. 100,000 people benefit from solar in multifamily affordable housing projects. Yes, yeah, right. They've got solar in their, these housing projects and they want to cut that back, too. But the real reason for rate increases is not solar. The real reason rates are going up is because utilities want to keep their profits. And the rates are going up because there's all these wildfires. They're not spending the money to maintain it. They're supposed to, but they're not. There's power outages. And so the state's trying to figure out how to deal with that. More more money for the utilities so they have fewer power outages. And they have to put in a lot of long-distance power lines because there's really not a lot of available space in California for putting in more solar. Of course, there's a lot of rooftops, but they don't want the solar on rooftops. They want to put a big solar farm in. They can't really do it, so they got to put in long-distance power lines. Really expensive. The power lines are expensive, and then it's really expensive every year to make sure that the trees and the brush underneath those power lines don't cause more fire. Oh, by the way, ridiculously high salaries and bonuses for PG&E executives. It's another reason why the rates keep going up. Plus millions of dollars they spend fighting rooftop solar and lobbying for higher electric rates. So here's kind of a quick summary, just a bunch of anecdotes on why rates keep going up. In 2021, this year, utilities are charging ratepayers four billion dollars in transmission costs, a 66 percent increase over 2016 in PG&E territory alone. In 2019, utilities charge ratepayers five billion dollars in wildfire liability expenses. These are fires that they caused. And wildfire costs are expected to increase annually because the fires keep coming. Our climate keeps getting warmer, and they're not really doing the maintenance. And they want a ton of money for it. There's $9 billion or more per year in expenses related to these long-distance power lines. That's every year. That's just building it. That's every year expenses. And utilities profit by building more and more of these expensive power lines, Utilities charge ratepayers nearly twenty billion dollars in transmission line projects between twenty ten and twenty nineteen. Okay, so now let's look at some of the really disgusting things that they're doing. In twenty nineteen, bankrupt PG and E paid their CEO eighteen point five million dollars. Oh, you're bankrupt. You burned down a town. Here's eighteen point five million dollars. In twenty twenty, get this. It's like adding insult to injury. Like by a factor of 10. In 2020, PG&E asked the bankruptcy judge for $454 million in bonuses for employees and senior executives. This isn't salaries, this is for, oh, we did such a good job burning down this city and creating fires and raising rates that we just want a half a billion dollars in more bonuses. Now, the reality is that rooftop solar and storage cuts costs for all ratepayers. This is a fact. The majority of objective research around the country, this has been done all over the country in different states, majority of the research shows that solar owners pay more than their fair share of grid costs. In California, solar owners pay a fixed charge of $120 a year. You look at your bill, it's $10 a month. Plus, they pay non-bypassable charges of about $0.03 a kilowatt hour. So, These are charges, so if your rate is 30 cents, they only reimburse you right now with 27 cents. That's a non-bypassable charge. They keep three cents a kilowatt hour. And you know why, by the way? These non-bypassable charges are there to cover PG&E's first bankruptcy in 2001, and it's going to go up more because of their second bankruptcy in 2019. They went bankrupt. They spent too much money, huge bonuses, and they're charging people for 20 years to cover those expenses and it's good that they don't do it all at once but there's just a little bit on every bill it really adds up now here's some specifics in 2018 rooftop solar and energy efficiency saved california 2.6 billion by scaling back 20 power line projects 2.6 billion dollars by cutting back on all these power line projects and this is data from the whole country really fascinating american households could save nearly 500 billion dollars over the next 30 years by installing solar Their alternative is spending $350 billion on long-distance power lines to move electricity around the country. That's a $850 billion difference. So think about this. Your homeowners are going to save $500 billion, or you're going to charge them $350 billion to install these transmission lines. It's a no-brainer. They should go solar. Put the solar on the roof where they use it and where you might get backup power from it. So where is this big fight happening? Well, it's a war, and there's two battles in this war. The first battle is over. Assembly Bill 1139, which was decided this summer, would have decimated rooftop solar in California to the benefit of PG&E and other utilities, to the detriment of the solar industry. And, you know, maybe you don't care about the solar industry, but really it's going to clobber homeowners, businesses, schools who want inexpensive power or don't want to see the rates keep going up and who want backup power. So that's what that bill would have done. The bill was sponsored by the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, or the IBEW. And that was indirectly sponsored by PG&E. IBEW works almost exclusively for big utilities like PG&E. They're in PG&E's pocket. That's where they get their money. They do a great job. These utility line workers, the IBEW guys, they're great. I know a lot of them. I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, among the best electricians around. But they work for PG&E. And they want PG&E to continue to thrive. They do not, by the way. They do not. Almost ever, ever does the IBW do residential or small commercial solar or storage. Now, as a result of efforts by the California Solar and Storage Association, by the National Solar Energy Industries Association, and by the Solar Rights Alliance, we'll talk about them more later, and many others, Assembly Bill 1139 was voted down in California this summer due to very strong public support for rooftop solar in California. Public loves it. Businesses love it. Schools love it. Eh, Utilities, that's about it. The Utilities hate it. But the fight is only half hour. I said there's two battles in this war. The bigger battle is at the California Public Utilities Commission over the next few months. Now, California Public Utilities Commission has commissioners that are appointed by the governor. It's like a board meeting. And these commissioners are appointed by the governor, and they try and make good decisions. The commissioners aren't beholden to the public, so they can kind of do whatever they want, whatever they think is right. They'll kind of get together in a room and make decisions. Many of the past commissioners were utility executives. For many years, the head of the CPUC, California Public Utilities Commission, they were former utility CEOs. None of these commissioners, to my knowledge, ever came from the solar industry. Now, the utilities have a tremendous amount of influence at the CPUC. They're asking the CPUC, to add huge fixed charges to solar customers' bills. This is kind of a redo of the first battle, AB 1139. Now we're fighting it again at the CPUC. They want solar customers in California to pay $86 a month. They want commercial customer schools to pay an extra $950 a month on top of what they're already paying. They want to reduce the reimbursement rate by 77%. They want to eliminate long-term solar customer grandfathering. And they want to eliminate annual net metering and change it to monthly net metering. Well, with monthly net metering, the utilities get to keep your excess summer solar production and they don't pay a penny. It's a total ripoff. You invested in this system and now they get to keep the benefits and they're stealing. Now, according to the California Public Utilities Commission report, this is one of the reports, and I quote, investor-owned utilities are inherently incentivized to make investments to drive an increase in their rate base and therefore their profitability. Duh, rates go up, your electric rates go up because utilities have a guaranteed profit based on their assets. The more investments they make, the more profit they make. Every single year, not just buying the asset, Every year they get a 10% on it. And criminal PGE goes bankrupt for the second time in 20 years. California's plagued by wildfires and power shortages. Well, wildfires, they're not doing the maintenance that they promised to do. And power shortages, they're not really putting in the equipment that they need. There's not batteries where people need them. Like, you need batteries in your home. You need batteries at your business. You don't need batteries 100 miles away because if there's a, a problem with the wires between the batteries and you, you don't have power. You want it locally. And these regulators at the California Public Utilities Commission, they're not effectively regulating PG&E. I'm disgusted by this ongoing utility profit crap. And by the way, they hate me because I'm so outspoken. They don't like these secrets to get out. Now, many people think that if you already have solar in storage, the CPUC decision doesn't really matter. That's not true. If you have solar, PG&E is trying to change your current deal. You invested in solar. It's a long-term investment. They want to change your grandfathering, and they want to add fixed charges. My opinion, and this is kind of where it gets kind of tricky. There's some urgency here. This is one of the things you can do. I went through this fight when net metering one was transitioned into net metering two about five or six years ago. And we had some of the same battles, and we lost a little bit. It was these non bypassable charges, some other things. Grandfathering, I think, was shortened to 20 years. So net metering two wasn't as good as net metering one, without a doubt. Utilities are going to get their pound of flesh and maybe their ton of flesh. Net metering 3 is not going to be good, as good for solar customers, for new solar customers, as net metering 2. PG&E is going to get some of what they want, hopefully not all, but some of what they want in terms of more profits. So basically, if you can get on net metering 2, you're going to be way better off than net metering 3. No doubt about it. And this transition to net metering three is going to happen probably very early 2022 once these decisions are made. Maybe delayed, but that's the plan. Utilities want to do it at the end of this year. It's going to probably take a few months longer. So here's some things you can do. First, you should join the Solar Rights Alliance. And the Solar Rights Alliance is run by my friend, Dave Rosenfeld. He's been on our show a couple of times. There's no cost to this. You just go and join. Look it up, solarrightsalliance.org. And most importantly, they're going to help you send letters, emails, and phone calls to the decision makers in the CPUC battle, which is CPUC commissioners and Governor Newsom. And they're going to help you oppose this utility profit grab. Now, if you want to support the California solar industry more directly, and especially if you're a solar contractor, you're a solar supplier, you're a consultant, you should definitely join the California Solar and Storage Association. By the way, CalSA's executive director is Bernadette Del Chiaro. She's the smartest and most effective advocate for solar in the whole country. I mean, that's why we won this first battle, but it's going to be really tough to win the next battle at the CPUC, so we need everybody's help. Finally, if you want to get the best solar and storage deal, before NEM3 goes into effect, early twenty two, you have to get your system installed inspected, and interconnected with PG&E before the end of 2021. And maybe like a first or second week of January, we don't really know what the decision is going to be. But don't wait until the end of 2021. Don't wait until October to say, now I think I want to get it this year because it takes you know 60 to 120 days to put these systems in. And I expect there's going to be a tremendous rush of people getting in under the line so they get net metering two instead of getting stuck with net metering three. There's also a very clear shortage of equipment, particularly storage batteries. Why? Because as soon as these blackout hits and the fires hit, our phone rings off the hook with people looking for batteries. We've got a tremendous number pre-ordered, but there's going to be a huge demand for it. So I strongly suggest, if you're interested, do two things. First, join the Solar Rights Alliance, help CALSA, and help advocate against this utility profit grab. And then also, if you're interested, Get a system this year and sign up soon. All right, that's all the time we have on this week's energy show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.